Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Uh, I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello Timothy. That's Phil. Hello Timothy. And we are ready for another podcast, um, rounding up a, a bumper weekend of rugby, a bumper week of rugby in fact, which has seen the culmination, the end of the rugby championship, another bizarre week in the Avicii Premiership and Pro 14. There's um, plenty of other stuff besides, including uh, we're going to announce our Egg Chasers road trip Ooh. for this season. Is it? A, it's not a road trip, mate. It's a tour. It's a, a tour. tour. <laughs> our tour. Our tier tour to our tier two tour two. Yes, e- easy for you to say, Tim. Yes, right. So, um, but first, I would like to ask Phil in your South Africa jersey that you're wearing today. Yeah. Um, what's the most humble thing you've done this weekend? Humble Ooh, watch. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I did give some clothes to charity this week. That's nice. I'm, I am. I was very humble while doing it, of course. Yeah, of course. Mm. JB, uh, uh, I ate humble pie whilst watching Harlequins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. We'll get to that. Uh, I, I walked someone else's dog. Oh, that's amazing! So, like, there you go. My my dog need uh, uh, needed walking today. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, did you do it? No, my my wife has been on That's at me. Not humble. Yeah, my wife has been on at me all day to just to do things, things that she's quite capable of doing her, doing herself. And it reached its pinnacle today when I went to the shop, asked her what she wanted, and she's incapable of actually saying I want X, Y, Z. So she came up with I'll have whatever you're having. So she's actually got herself a, um, a spare copy of the rugby paper. <laughs> Very good. Have that. Uh, right, you can find us in all the usual places, um, or on Instagram, on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, on Facebook, Egg Chasers. Um, that's where you can find the information um, on, on our Tier 2 tour and uh, other stuff, and where you can watch the podcast if you're not already. Hello to everyone watching on Facebook Live. Uh, leave your comments, um, give your thoughts, leave your reviews as well. Uh, Joe Marler, we all thoroughly enjoyed his, his little... Video, I did his little tweet post. It's about the time that all this nonsense. It is just pure nonsense. Some people took offence to it. By good, the way, good, good. Did they? Yes, I had a little back and forth on on Twitter with someone who managed to find offence in that and saying it was offensive to people who clean, clean you clean up clean up the changing rooms in changing rooms where the players don't do it. It's oh, offensive to those didn't. people that have to go that go in and their job is to clean the dressing room. Why I don't it? think he's actually attacking people that yeah. clean dressing rooms. Yeah. He's attacking people that don't clean dressing rooms oh, well, unless they're filmed. Yeah, yeah, that is the point, isn't it? That is the point. We talked about this on last week's <laughs> podcast. CJ Stander's misses filming CJ Stander sweeping the dressing room. Sweep the dressing room. 
You don't need to make it a, co- a, f- a feature of your but, social media that content. That is why the All Blacks Definitely. are so annoying. Because <laughs> they make it a feature. You know, they're not just pulling... By the way, what kind of what kind of insane dickheads would they be, right? <laughs> if these massive, muscular, athletic men gave their bags to small ball, uh, uh, bellboys <laughs> to carry upstairs. That, that, that would be the, the almost the definition of arrogance. So you're talking about them unloading, the unloading tr- their oh, trucks. Yeah, the yeah trucks. like every get to ru- the cameras and the bags. Like, because you see that on on the rugby matches when BT Sport show the teams arriving, you see all the players going to grab their kit bag from the bus. You know, no one's no one's giving them a round of applause. Well yeah, exactly. done, guys! Yeah. Look at those guys carried, carrying their own bags. I carried my own kit to uh, Port Sunlight yesterday. <laughs> Doesn't make me a hero. <laughs> So Joe Marler was calling that out, but so, some people have wondered whether it was was he taking the Mickey out of CJ Standards um, video. I actually think it, he was having a pop at the Hask mm. because you remember Marler and Haskell had their little ding dong yeah. at, at Quinns v Wasps at the Rico. Yeah, the first picture James Haskell posted after that was that picture there, him in the dressing room <laughs> eating a Cornish pasty with a broom having just swept the dressing room ah. and the caption when you lose sweep the floor and a nice person hands you an amazing Cornish pasty mm, and, it, the, and the kit man catches you um, oh no that was after the Exeter defeat beg your pardon anyway but that was the first thing he posted so that that's since. interesting because today after the victory the Saracens boys had a few uh, Instagram stories did they of them being humble oh, kill in, me. including one <laughs> Well, no, they were they were taking the piss. Oh, Mar- Marler-esque yeah. fashion. Okay, so we're okay now. There was okay. one of uh, Baz Barrington sweeping the change rooms, eating a sausage roll. Ah, <laughs> uh, so maybe uh, it is. Maybe, it, maybe is. it is aimed at Haskell. Maybe it is. Mm. There you go. Because he, he's eating a Cornish pasty. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. With a broom. Well. Interested. These teams should practice. Uh, should focus more on things like lineouts and sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like it's almost like having. Your best research scientists in Apple sweeping up the lab. It's an awful waste of talent and time. <laughs> well, Saracens, they don't need to work on their lineups. They don't need to work on their scrums. They don't need to work on very much, actually. No. Because they're doing some very good things. They really are. Another highlight of the week is, and again, referring to the fact Phil's in a very tight South African jersey. Fitted. Not, not that the fitted nature of it matters, but Malcolm Marks. Oh. We have unleashed another superstar. Well, I, I've not actually seen this um, because I decided I'm not going to watch any more New Zealand games. I'm going to find out what the score is, and if they lost, I'll rewatch it. But I'm not watching, <laughs> not watching anymore because it was it was agony, like the whole thing, watching it on Twitter, seeing the box being continuously up, and then losing again. It was a hell of a game. Was it? It was it a was brilliant match. Brilliant game, and it's the turnaround from South Africa. Uh, two weeks ago, or whenever it was, they they got hammered. Three weeks ago, when they got hammered by New Zealand, was remarkable. Mm. Um, they put in a really, really good form performance, based on defence, and not just. So they they changed some of the structures in defence, um, but also just their commitment. When they got hammered by fifty points, they were falling off tackles. They weren't tracking back. In this game, probably twenty minutes in, New Zealand turn over the ball in their own twenty-two, and go. 70 yards, Milner Scudder beats three men, does a round-the-back offload. Filth. Uh, sort of kind of unnecessary as well, but it, that's what made it all the more... Yeah, it was kind of the, unnecessary, but the, the number of... Utter so filth. The, the difference in the... So brilliant by the All Blacks. The difference in South Africa compared to three weeks ago to then was there were 
four South Africans around him when he made the offload. Three uh, stopped Aaron Smith, who should have, in normal circumstances, have just glided in. And by the time there was one more rook, the entire entirety of the South African defensive line had made it back 70 yards and were all in position, and they stopped New Zealand from scoring. It was, it was remarkable. Remarkable. New Zealand turnaround. did butcher a few chances in that first half hour, which would have made it a very different game if it, they'd taken a couple of those chances. But yeah. entertainment-wise, it was great. It was really good. And the, the last 20 minutes when it was switching around the, the what, scores. By the way, what was the um, New Zealand result? Uh, the Argentina result? It was 20 all. It was 20 all going into the last quarter. And then, yeah. uh, there, then there was um, a questionable card. Um, and I will have a very brief thing to say on cards. I'm not going to labour the point uh, today. Tim, Tim's card corner. That was a, that was a questionable card, uh, and that shifted the momentum. And Argentina ran out of steam, and Australia scored some scored some late. So points. this must be the first championship where Argentina haven't won for about six defeats. Yeah, yeah, about five years. Because yeah. they always win one. In fact, they might have even won one in their opening year. Yeah, they, so they've got. Zero points out of the tournament. Which is, I think that's bad. Mario Ledesma has given notice at, which which team's he at? One of the Aussie teams. No, with is Australia. It, is, is it Australia? Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's, he's given notice there. So you think, you think maybe well? he'll take over Haguarez or something like I that? I think they or? need another domestic team or they need to open up their selection policies to the European players. Because yeah. it's clearly not working. I mean, it's having one team underneath the What's the name of their centre? They've got one all the, one of Orlando. their centres. Geronimo de la Fuente. What wow. a name. <laughs> that is amazing, isn't it? It is a brilliant name. They've got some, they got some brilliant players. They attack incredibly well. They're just It was defence well, optional. Do you think Marcelo yeah. Bosch should get in the team? Uh, no. Um, he's a hell of a player. He's still playing really well for Saracens. He's playing very well. Um, he's he, incredibly he'd be in the conversation. Cool. So, Issa and Imhoff... Um, would be two of the first names on the team sheet if they were available. Mm. Um, maybe someone like Figolo as well. Um, oh, yeah. Tighthead. Because I think all the European players don't play there now. Do they? You've got to the, be... The, yeah, after the World Cup, they kind of flipped it. And so it'd be interesting to see what they do in the run-up to the next World Cup. Because mm. they, they were all available for the World Cup and then they flipped to basically being the Jaguares and the, and the Pumas the same team. Which is no good. It just can't be. I mean, it's got to be fairly destructive if... The same fifteen lads are being coached one way, then they come into camp and they're coached a different way. Or if the Haguaras are awful in Super Rugby, which actually they haven't been great, and then they take whatever they're doing when they're awful and then try and play international rugby with it, it's just not going to work. I think it could work. I think what for whatever reason it's not working. Mm. So like the idea, contractual stability, and the idea of getting the same guys playing with each other week in week out is a solid one. But whatever they're doing, which we don't really know. It's not bearing yeah. fruit. Whatever they're doing, they need to do something a bit different. Yes. Because I, I agree. We were all really excited about yeah, yeah. Aguarez and what a difference that could make. We were we were predicting it could be by 2019, it could really make a, a massive difference for Argentina. So I mean, yeah. it hasn't semi- worked out like that. Like they're already World Cup semi finalists. I mean, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But they, they won't be on current form. No. no. no Losing to England's B team in the summer definitely uh, won't be. But back to your original point, Tim. Malcolm Marks. Oh yeah. Oh. Good he, player. He was. Phenomenal. He's such a good player. I watched him in the Super Rugby final. I think that's the last time I saw him, and he was absolutely superb. Yeah. He was, he's, so he, he's kind of a bit of everything. So, line out's obviously very good. Line out on scrummaging, both very good. He's a really strong carrier. Um, and he was so disruptive at the Rooks. 
He's mm. getting in, getting low low centre of gravity, and just not they the, can't shift. There's him. no northern hemisphere hooker anywhere near Coles, Marks, I and even Creevy. So no, I, I Creevy, would, forget Creevy. We've done this one. He's, he's all right, gone. fine. Whatever. Uh, so I, I would disagree on the northern hemisphere. I think Jamie George. Jamie George would be no. one hat trick today. Yeah, no, no, hat trick today, brilliant. And admittedly, he looks slightly uh, bashful about getting the adulation of a hat trick because he was standing on the back of a moor yeah, yeah. that was dominating for a couple of them but um but yes I'm not I'm not denying he's very good but there's no there's another I have the, I, it's like so I have it's detected. another level coal and I don't think it is actually it totally is see yeah, I, I'm not so sure I have noticed a little bit of a trend with you of, of, um, of late Tim and it's your reticence to give out compliments so one really? thing, yeah, one thing you said yesterday wasn't Malcolm Marks yesterday. incredible? Yeah, yeah, no. Was one thing you said last week, and I said um, on England's back row options, unbelievable, like the next generation coming through. And you're like, no, nah, they're not so talented. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, I did. didn't say that at all. I said the potential is incredible. But then, however, but then I want to, I want to temper. I want to temper. Yeah. Going too big on a guy like Underhill because yes, but we he's can got a lot of but potential. we can agree Sam Simmons is of equal class to Kieran Reid after this weekend, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's up there. He, and he, Zach Mercer, he, completely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically there now. Mm. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Mate, uh, no. we'll come back on to that later. But um, uh, I want to revisit England's back row options for the future because they are outstanding, as it stands. Some good options. Well, well, Eddie Jones is going to have to Some good dig a bit deeper because Jack Clifford's been playing outstandingly well. Uh, but but the shoulder injury that's presumably going to keep him out for a while, the same shoulder that he had Do an operation on. Do we know how bad on. it is? No, no idea yet. He'll be having a scan. I will be mm, watching that very yeah. carefully because he's in my fancy rugby draft team. <laughs> and you care. And, and you also care. <laughs> and that means I care. There was one thing that happened uh, in, in today's game. Did you see the the Wasps game when they scored their third try and they could have in the last couple of minutes gone for a bonus point try yeah. if Rob Miller had taken the conversion quick enough that the TMO didn't yeah. come into play and rule the try out for a forward uh. pass which he did uh, and Austin Healy was was on there saying quick Rob Miller kick it there's nothing riding on this and I was thinking hold on Rob Miller's in my fantasy <laughs> team there's two <laughs> points you take your time Rob yeah exactly <laughs> right mate <laughs> it's amazing how it changes the way you watch rugby doesn't it um, what, what were we talk, talking about so we can move on and talk about some games so we, we were talking about uh, rugby championship yeah South Africa New Zealand uh, anything else you want to bring up on this game because it, it was it was a brilliant game a big step up big change in South Africa in terms of their performance and their quality um, New Zealand were very good Missed, they blew a few chances they were still very good, and they came up against a very, very special South did. Africa. Shall I just get this out of the way? Yeah, go yeah. for it. Because there was a red card for Dam- Damien Deal. Oh, here there. we go. No, no, no. I'm going to get the way. I'm going to do it I'm really quickly it. because yeah. I, I'm bored of saying it, so people will be bored of hearing it. Um, but anyone in anyone in the room think that was a red card? I didn't see it. Uh, no, I would not have given that as a red card. Would you have given it as a yellow card? Probably not. No. no. Oh my god. No. Oh my. Do you know the number of times I come in here and I feel. I feel like I'm. T- I'm. I'm. I must be. Am I one of those cantankerous old men that's just looking at the world in, in a really weird way? You know how that happens. But I feel really glad about that. Uh, so the ref. So Damien Delande uh, was trying to charge down Sapoanga um, as he was kicking the ball. He he co- made contact with him late. It was a really like petulant thing to do. Wasn't malicious. Wasn't 
um, dangerous. Yeah, wasn't didn't, didn't cause any wa- harm. Wasn't didn't cause any harm. No force. No significant contact. It was given a red card. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. And what's more, some people that I thought w- were quite in tune with how I feel. Uh, also seem to feel that that is a red card, judging by Twitter. It seems, uh, and, and it's based on, and, and I'm glad that you can step away from it, because what I was looking at and thinking, they're doing what Phil was talking about in terms of layering it. They're going, was contact made? Yes. Was it deliberate? Yes. Was it reckless? You could argue, yeah. yes, therefore red card. When actually there's so much more to consider. It wasn't malicious. It didn't do any damage. It was no significant contact. Just a bit stupid. Actually, if you watch the Blues v... Uh, Cardiff Blues versus the Dragons game Nigel Owens did a brilliant example of just actually giving players a dressing down when the moment was required did you did you see the um, Blues Dragons game yeah bloody hell I know I know I know so anyway so uh, that was never a red card penalty yeah embarrassing with a bit of a talking down like what on earth yeah. th- what on earth are you thinking what are you doing that, that's the bit for me from him it was just stupid so there was no no reason why he needed to make contact. So I, I definitely wouldn't have given a red card. I, I wouldn't have given him a yellow card. No. I would have given him a penalty and a, a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Because it was so stupid. He, I've watched this several times. From when Sapuanga kicks the ball, Diolande takes three more steps. Yeah. And he's not travelling that fast. He has complete opportunity to not go anywhere near him. And he still kind of clatters into him a tiny little bit and like brushes his head. But... The red card's ludicrous. That is a ludicrous red card. It's just a lot of people are defending right. it. A lot of people are defending it. You look at Twitter. You look. At, I know it's not totally representative. You look at uh, people on Reddit and all the other places. They're all going, "Oh yeah, well obviously." Oh, I don't read Reddit. Reddit is full of standard red card. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. It's a red card. And I would say that that, that again, it's good that you can draw a line because the people that have been saying letter of the law, yes, that that could be argued to be a red card. Same as. Well, no, actually, I don't know how you how you get how you get to this. Um, the Friday night game, the two yellow cards at the end of Sale v Quins. What on earth are we they doing there? They were completely there? unnecessary. Yeah, completely unnecessary. I mean, they just should, oh, it's nothing, is it? Just shake I mean, hands and, and crack on, lads. We, we a bit of a scuffle when, they, when they've gone into. You, touch. Well, you wouldn't we, even give a penalty. You'd say, lads, what yeah. are you doing? Oh yeah, you, you don't give a penalty because yeah. they've both done a little bit of argy bargy. Yeah. Crack on, shake hands. I tell you what, I think a cord. Buy each other a beer afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. No and, one, no one threw on. a because he grabbed his neck. And let me be funny, know. this is not how serious neck injuries occur. Right. <laughs> yeah. By just touching someone's head. And there's this sort of insanity now about A, protecting the image of the game, because all the high mighty people will go, oh, is this really, is this really the. Um, the image that we want pushing out to children, or someone, some idiot will go, my eight-year-old came up to me and said, Daddy, why are those two men performing acts of violence against each other? <laughs> no, no. And the next thing is, you know, if you even go near someone's neck or head, it's done. They'll just have to grab each other's wrists soon. Yep. Mm. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there was, there was in the, the Argentina yellow card was just, just, I can't believe it's yellow. You... There was there was an element sometimes when two men come into contact in a tackle, you don't so much lift, but the player who was ball carrying his feet occasionally leave the ground. The guy tackled him, held him the whole time, and the Australian player landed on his back, flat, horizontal, uh, not remotely dangerous. Yellow card. No, it's like uh, you. So I, it's I think- completely go. It's it, it. Unfortunately, the unintended consequence of of 
letter of the law and consistency is you get really awful decisions and more and more of them all the time. So I, I think the law needs, I've said it before, I think the law needs to change in that. I think if you land flat on your back, it shouldn't even well, be a penalty. No, it? no, it's because it's if your feet go past the horizontal. Yeah. So you can be back perfectly flat, so like a really good hit, perfectly flat, but because your feet fly into the air, that's de- deemed to be past the horizontal. Anyway. I'd also say that the Freddie Burns one, I might have been happier with a yellow for that. I don't know if it warranted a red. Do we really want to be giving out red cards for that? I understand the safety and duty of care and stuff, but... It's uh, yeah. So that, that one, I'm, so it's the same, same old. Stuff. I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm okay they, with that one. As why do they not call? Is it Chorteris? Yeah, who was involved with that? So Freddie Burns picks him up. He goes past the horizontal. He comes down. You watch the replay. Someone pushes Freddie Burns in the back. And I'm sure it's Chorteris. Uh, he's not on the field. He's a uh, concussion protocol, so it might be Newell's. Newell's or someone. It was, I'm sure it's the second row. And yeah, so the, like the push in the back looks like it gives the momentum for Burns to go forward and then tip him. I'm like, so, I would love him to go and call the, call the second row. Do them both. I did think that Get was. In, I did think that was interesting because of the interaction between his Luke Pierce, wasn't it, and the TMO. Yeah. So the TMO was doing what we said last week. We don't want TMOs to do, which was hinting, and the TMO was actually hinting that it shouldn't be a red card. Don't you think mm. he landed on his arm there, not his neck? Yeah. Don't you think he landed on his arm, didn't he? Just which come out and the, say it. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. say think, it. If you think I'm, I'm, so, see, I'm seeing a yellow card, not a red. There. Just yeah. say it. Yeah. I think he landed on his arm, therefore it's your card. So I actually think Luke Pierce probably got it right because I think beyond horizontal, landed arm, head. But I would much prefer if the TMO actually just gives some direction. What I'm seeing is this, therefore I would do this. Referee still has complete freedom to do whatever he wants. No, sorry, Mr. TMO. Yep. All right. Really cool. So, yeah. Good. Okay. I'm glad we only spent 15 minutes on. Yeah. No. We're broadly we're, bro- we're we're broadly in agreement. Um. Just just be careful what you wish for when you join the letter of the law brigade. Move on. Uh. There we go. Yes. Positives. Yes. There's loads of positives to talk about. Uh, oh. What was kind of well, your highlight of the, the weekend? Um. Two for me. Both in the same game. Um. One was the re-emergence of Danny Kerr as a serious serious player. Um. It felt like Danny. Uh. Like Danny Kerr was a little bit annoyed. He was, was playing Sale at home. Yeah, There is a bit of context we have to add into this. Do you know what? I I think it was almost a case of there's a new kid around, he's got a bit of a reputation, and Danny Kerr just took care of business. I've said Danny Kerr now three times. Um, and the other one is Marcus Smith. I mean, it's hard to describe how much talent that young man has. It's incredible. Um, not just the fact that he can pass and run. I mean, you kind of expect that from... Um, you know, a kid, but it's the maturity. It's you know how he controls the game. Some some of his kicking, the kicking for the, was it the Marchant try? Yeah, well, Marchant try. It's un, it's unreal. After the first Vissa try, slotting it from the touchline. Yeah, uh, what's he? Sixteen? Uh, uh, sorry, seventeen, eighteen. Uh, he's eighteen. He's eighteen. I yeah. I mean, I don't know how, what Quinn's are do, doing about his education because I think he's still, <laughs> I think he's still in school. Should, should be in full time education. Yeah. Well, he, he kind of should be. <laughs> but um, just an amazing prospect. I can't remember seeing someone so well rounded so young. It's interesting because he he's, I think he's developing, which you would expect. He's looking better every week. Yeah. But again, I will temper it. Like Tim said, it was sale at home, and it was a good all round performance by Quinn's. But Sale historically don't travel well, well and they didn't. Tra- no, they don't travel well. well. But you take a few bits of magic out of that performance, which are provided by him and Care, and actually that's a completely different game. 
So you got that that kick through for Visser, which is superb, um, and then you got the Marchant trike. Well, you take, take take away those two bits of you know, they're they're exquisite. Uh, so it is worth mentioning because otherwise Sale come down there and potentially win. Uh, yeah, I'm not not so sure on that. Uh, well, well, what are the tri- two two tries? Sorry, three tries from short little short little grubber kicks. But Harlequins were still dominant for most of the game. And Completely. If they, hadn't scored, if they hadn't have scored by them, it would have been Marla crashing over again. There's nah. a mental there's a I'm, mental well, not, thing going on with Sale <laughs> Sharks on the road. They are awful away from home. Yeah, let's call it how it is. They're they they're terrible away from home, and that's yeah. and um, Steve Diamond again, kind of just you said took about no responsibility for it. He just said he basically said, yeah, yeah. So quite often coaches they they mix it up a little bit. Sometimes they'll go, do you know what? You know, there's a lot of hard work, and we've got our, our coaching team's got to work on this, that, or the other. Or we're going to get together and collectively come through this. Steve Diamond, we Phil, you talked about it the other week, where he just kind of went. <laughs> it's them, yeah. Uh, and he went take, take the plaudits when they win. Yeah, Not and, he, and he, the... he said he said he said after Friday night. Uh, yeah, it's good to see Quinn's senior players playing well. Uh, we had a lot of players that uh, just didn't show up. Yeah, <laughs> we, we our senior players didn't show up. So, so the, but again, you look at you. You alluded to three of the Quinn's tries were from really good analysis executed well because they'd obviously yeah. clocked. Sale come up dead flat. Let's nudge little balls in behind. This is six foot four. Yeah. Care can do a couple of little. They weren't even crossfield kicks, just little dinks. Yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned that about um, Diamond washing his hands. The situation, obviously, he was a lot happier man last Friday night when they <laughs> battered Gloucester. <laughs> yeah. But in the in the post match, um, said, "Well, what, someone asked like, what was the difference?' Or something like that. He goes, "Well, we had a word with our coaches. Some honest words were said, and uh, you know, basically, Mike Forshaw got it wrong." <laughs> I mean that's paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he said, but yeah, they didn't know their basics. They do now. So blame his players, blame his coaching staff when they lose. That takes all the credit when they win. I do wonder if uh, if if one of the coaches might be at risk at Sale if they carry on. I mean they played six, they've won two. I wonder if they need a sports psychologist. Well, funny I say that. Have a look. This is something I found on the Sale Sharks website that has yes. gone largely unnoticed. Um, I noticed it. A comedy video. Oh, not the sports psychologist one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sales sharks are doing well, but like all teams, they're on the lookout for something to give them that extra one percent. Oh. Any suggestions? What about this guy? Not a chance. <sighs> I've already eyed him. Whilst the staff oh. seem relaxed about their new signing, <laughs> the players seem unsure. Right. So they're bringing my expertise from the world of show business. Right, it's a five-minute video, which is bizarre. It's got all the players it is bizarre, in it, bizarre, isn't it? And it's it's a uh, it's a guy with a wig uh, who's called Guru Kelly, who's coming to be a psychotherapist for Sail Sharks. I, I feel um, that... if you've got five minutes and nothing yeah. else to do, absolutely <laughs> nothing to do. I feel first that... do some sweeping of the floor, yeah, yeah. Then maybe watch Put this. some tape in the bin, <laughs> paint, I... the, paint the pictures. But maybe they do need a sports psychologist or something like that, someone to sort their mental attitude, because that's the only difference between them home and away. Gloucester, again, arguably, with their yeah. performance at home. Yeah. Three in a, three from three at, at, at King's Home. Sorry, can I, can I just revisit that, 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 uh, that video? I feel that, the, um, I feel that the concept is quite funny, but the writing is terrible. And then it feels like a working man's... Like, like do you know, one of the acts you'd get in like, a working man's club from... Yeah. 
you know, like a mining uh, a mining community in the seventies. I mean, it's that, <laughs> it's that sort of humour. It's yeah. bizarre. It, it is, and it's on a it's on a rugby club's website. I mean, I applaud clubs trying something a little bit different. But, yeah, um, there we go. Yeah, so, so go keep, on Twitter. keep trying. My, my, my keep oh. trying. Uh, I'll, I'll post a link to it on on our Twitter page at Rugby Podcast. Um, didn't you mean to distract from that. So you just mentioned Gloucester. Yeah. Um, so twice now they've beaten top of the league as you kind of go into the fixture yep. at home. They've been dreadful away, including obviously their hammering at sale last week. So that's one thing that is like, it's a bit unusual that that needs sorting out. But some of the players that they've got, so two in particular, Woodward, Woodward. and Trinder. Oh, Trinder, he's like a, a new signing because he's been available so little, so infrequently for the past few years. I really hope he gets some Mate, serious Atkinson, game time because I think he'll be pushing if he continues doing what he's doing. Yeah, he will be at least in the question. He'll be in the conversation Has for be, England he? squads when they're being picked in the future. That's a great shot. I tell you what, when you got, I think Owen Williams is a big upgrade at Flyhoff. I really okay. do. Well, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't kick very well. No, did not, did no, not. didn't. No, which is unusual for him actually. Is, so yeah. he does have credit in the bank there. Then they bring in Atkinson. Now Atkinson does wow. all the good bits. Billy of... Twelve Trees has been playing really well. Aha, uh-huh. well, at home. so Billy, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> home, yeah. Yeah. Billy Twelve Trees <laughs> is an interesting one. Mark Atkinson brings all the good bits of Billy Twelve Trees without any of the downsides. <laughs> so I think you know, hopefully, I mean, hopefully Twelve Trees has got most of the horrors out of the way. But sometimes you watch him play, and it's not an absolute car crash. So when he's when he's good, he's all right. But when he's not, don't 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 don't, don't want him anywhere near there. Having um, Atkinson. Back in is gonna make oh, is gonna make a huge difference. That's gonna be a dangerous team. Mm. Oh yeah, and they've got some forwards to come back in as well. What were so, they doing with Johnny May all, all this time? <laughs> How did they get so little out of it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't don't know. Right, it's incredible, but, isn't it? So Gloucester, are the other Gloucester that could be quite good. We'll see what we'll see what turns up next next time they play. Which Europe yeah. for a couple of weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they're in the um, other one, aren't they? Yeah, European right. Challenge Cup. So we probably won't. Mention them now for another no, three weeks. No, or week. no, no, we won't. Um, and Northampton will be disappointed to lose that. Yeah, but so I, I think I think they've got a lot of opportunity now. So Piers Francis played his first game, didn't do anything particularly well, didn't do anything particularly badly. But I want to see more of that combination. And I want to yeah. see more of those two to get the best. So Malinder and Francis, whichever way they're going to play, long term, in order to get the best out of. The boys now, outside them. Short term, is it Malander plus one other, or is it Francis plus one other? I I think Burrell Horn that partnership they missed in midfield. To be honest, I think that's one so of the, the things direct. that changed. So I so I actually uh, think okay. that that's when they'll play better when they have more direct, a slight, slightly direct, more direct. And Pete, um, Rob Horn's rugby brain's really good. So yeah, he's a good player. I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that 10-12 combination. Mm, Maybe okay. Pierce Francis so then, is 10. What and you drop Malinder completely? Uh or fullback? Or f- fullback? I don't think you'd get rid of Malinder from the playmaking roles just yet even though he says he wants to play fullback. I just don't think that they're strong enough to do that. And I mm. I've not seen anything from Pierce Francis yet to suggest that he is worthy of having the 10 shirt. And one game, and one game, isn't it? Yeah. It's only another eight months until well, how many months? June, when Dan Bigger will show up for uh, pre-season training as well. So that's true. Maybe, th- yeah. Who maybe goes? That, maybe that prompted Malinder to say, uh, "Yeah, I, I fancy fullback." Yeah, maybe. Don't, I don't want to get stuck in the ten, 
10 jersey. That's a good as well, point, actually. RC Tuala, who's taken the fullback jersey off Ben Foden, is actually playing really well. Mm. Good player. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to have four fly halves. What are they going to do with them? Well, you can't. They're not going to keep them all, are they? Well, we've got Myler. Well, okay. So, like, Worcester could probably do with him now. So, Myler will be gone, and both Malander. That and is f- a great shout. <laughs> that is a superb shout, Tim. But it's going to be too late. They'll be in the championship the way it's going. Yeah, but Myler really is the most senior guy there, and it, uh, you know, if they play real hard nosed rugby, Myler comes back into the team. You can see him doing really well because he has played that role a lot. In the past, so in reality, he's the most senior fly half. One guy is the coach's son; he's going nowhere. The other guy is a big, big name si- signing when he shows up, and then Pierce Francis must, must have a three-year deal. They've, yeah, they've only just brought him in, so brought him back from mm. New Zealand. Most, they're going to have to get rid of your most senior guy, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think I think that that's clear now. I'm going to jump to um, my my highlight of the uh, Ooh, of, yes, of the weekend yes, is I thought the Leinster Munster game was great. I thought it was really good. Keith Earls, um, sorry, not Keith Earls, what we're talking about. Robbie Henshaw um, made his first game back and did on on Sky Sports. Um, oh, the, oh, the, the player, player mic. <laughs> and have a listen if you think he's been influenced by the Egg Chasers podcast and our love of Jonathan Spratt's forward. <laughs> have a listen because I, I reckon Robbie Henshaw's just trying to get mentioned on the pod. Hold on. Let me play that again. Sorry. Wait for it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I noticed about Robbie Henshaw. If you watch the whole Sky Sports player, Mike, he shouts forward a lot. He appeal. He chops his at the ref a lot. At one point with the ref saying, Oi, Robbie. There's a guy in Australia, because uh, the Aussies do player, Mike, as well, and he seems like, a, like an absolute character. Uh, one of the centres for, for, for the Rebels, it's, uh, it's absolutely quality. I, I want to hear more of it because I want to see. I want to. I I, I I really like it. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, and also, do you know what? If you play any amount of amateur rugby, you know, the biggest difference other than the physicality, you know, the mentality, you know, pay, the pay skill level, fitness, strength, fitness, the pay packet, agility, speed, the pay, yeah, refereeing, the crowd, nutrition. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the biggest difference, <laughs> right, is the amount that they talk. Yeah, communication. It's huge. Communication is key. That was that, so that, that's key. what is so cool, cool about the standard one. Because I would love, I'd love to play with someone like Stander, who's talking all, all the, the time, time, but just yeah. always giving you a little pat on the arse and go on, go forward, <laughs> do a little bit, do a little bit more. And he sweeps the changing rooms. So humble. Oh, so humble. Um, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't know. What, I didn't mean to do that. There Are you watching yourself? That's no, no, no. I'm just checking in on the comments on Facebook Live because I know we did have ah. some uh, some sound issues earlier, but it appears to have sorted itself. Oh, out. I'll I'll give you a low light of the weekend then, whilst on, you're then. checking the. Comments. Did you watch the Osprey Scarlets game? No. Well, thankfully not. If that's the the context that you're bringing it up in. Well, um, I am almost certain that Reese Webb is going to find himself in a bit of a bit of bother about this. Okay. So there was a scuffle, and I've watched it two or three times now, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I just can't. I've not seen a slow motion version. I've only seen, seen like the, the highlights. And the scuffle is between the two nines, and Reese Webb ends up on top of uh, Gareth Davis. And it looks to me as if he's got his thumb placed right over his eye, pinning him to the floor. Hmm. And anyway, this has prompted, in my opinion, 
Um, someone, uh, Reese Webb to tweet out what great mates he is with Gareth Davis and this <laughs> and the other. And the next comment is, why did you gouge him then? And then there's a huge threat. Now, I am definitely not qualified to say if he was gouging. It's very, very, uh, it's a very fast clip, but it does look serious. So that's interesting because by this time last Sunday, we knew that uh, Sinclair yep. had been cited. I've not heard anything. Are the Welsh, uh, two Welsh teams, are they closing ranks a little bit? You'd hope so. Gatland in there, just hey guys, collaring, yeah. collaring some sighting officials and dragging them into a room. Which is exactly how it should be, really. So Gatland smoothing things over for one Reese Webb issue, ahead of smoothing things over for another Reese Webb issue next season. This is fascinating, isn't it? This is absolutely fascinating. So on, I think it was Wednesday of this week, it was announced that he signed a three-year deal with Toulon. Hmm. Now, what does that mean? Uh, it means nothing for Reese Webb. It means well, that, well, that means a lot for guys that are like Jamie Roberts. Yeah. What? Because he's not going to get. He's going to. He's going to be on the. On what is it? Four players. Gatlin's law. No, I, I think three. It's three now. I think it actually reduces next year. Oh, to, does it? I'm sure I've read that somewhere that it reduces to two. Next to Lupe Falatao. So oh, for this autumn, for this for this autumn, Falatao will be one. Yeah. Um. You think everyone, be, everyone being fit, George North might be another. George North has to go, I think. Third one. Liam Williams. Liam Williams, Williams will definitely be in. And then you've got guys like Luke Charteris. Yeah. I think Charteris is Reece somehow Priestland. exempt. He because he didn't have a market rate offer. Yeah. Or whatever, however they define oh, Gatland, it. Gatland will make the law work however well, he needs it Well, it's Gatland's law. I mean, if it was JB's law, I'd do whatever I wanted. <laughs> it, it, I don't really see this being a massive stumbling block. Because from what I can tell, it's not written down anywhere. It's not as if it's like codified. So he just makes it up. He goes, well, actually, it was three, but you know, we didn't, and they're clearly not offering him the market rate, are they? Or he would have stayed. Well, so that's the interesting bit about it because that is, if they don't offer him the market rate, then they can select him anyway. Yeah. Well, what's it's, the market rate? Yeah. So Idiots. they're not going to offer him. Let's say he went for nearly half penny money when he was at Toulon. Let's see. That was allegedly six hundred thousand yeah. euros. Let's say he's on five hundred thousand euros. He's not going to be offered anywhere near that. Exactly in Wales. So that's a very easy way round the problem. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> uh, we couldn't afford to keep him because he's one of the best scrum halves in the world, and that that will be that. Yeah. Uh, a few comments. Uh, Sounds bad. David Molyneux. <laughs> he's a bit. Just to clarify, he's a little bit confused. Is it is it next year or this year that's Gloucester's year? Oh. Well, mm. next year. Definitely next year. Right, yeah, it's that's definitely one. That's, that's uh, one or two more um, signings, I'd say. Uh, Craig yeah. Russell, when's Tim going to be giving his own lazy boy? It's a great question. Uh, it's a great question, actually. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, we'll look into that. Because initially it was because I had all the screens and was looking after stuff, but JB's now land grabbed all that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of screens here. Yeah, JB, you should sit on the blue yeah, chair. You should sit on this. This is, the, ad- this is the admin chair. I was going to yeah. make myself a little desk there and actually swap it around. But I'm not, so. <laughs> I'll think about it. Um, right, so we, we will we will left on this podcast. We're going to be getting into Europe. Yeah. Uh, the week ahead, we're going to be getting and Phil's prepared a special European themed quiz. Just a little quiz, from what I understand. We'll to whet your appetite. Round up some other elements of the game um, that we've seen over the last week. Uh, but I've firstly just got a couple of things I want to say mm. on our behalf. First Ooh, one yes. is. Grab yourself a Cornerstone razor. 100%. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. They help us make the podcast, but that's not why we want you to get involved in it. We want you to get involved because it is the best razor that you can get, we believe. Uh, and for £4, 
it's ridiculous. There are other razor companies that have popped up since trying to follow the Cornerstone model. They are the, the original and the best. And in our they're, opinion, they're still completely number one. With in our no, opinion, with no other offer, do for four quid you get a free aluminium engraved shaft with your initials and six razor blades. The extras are brilliant as well. Go and have a look at the website because you listen to us. Four quid you get that for cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or. And this is not my opinion, it's egg ten at checkout. <laughs> There you go. Egg tent at checkout is a fact. That's just a It's a fact, isn't it? It's a fact. And the Egg other thing, the other thing do is, it now. Do it now. <laughs> the other thing is, how good was March 2017 when we we just went One of to, the greatest days in rugby history. Incredible. I believe. So we went to Bucharest and initially we just booked it. We were going to go to watch a tier two match and have a but bit But I of said, a, no, let's have, fleece our fans. Have a bit of a knees up. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And we we opened the invitation and said, come and actually, well, no, was, people said, can I come as well? And it turned into what we had well over 100 people. We had a live podcast. We had loads of people in a big marquee drinking beers before Romania v yep. Georgia. VIP, no less. Yeah. Downtown Bucharest. It was incredible. So we want to try and do Tier 2 Tour again. So Tier 2 Tour 2. <laughs> Madrid, 10th and 11th of March, 2018. Details on our Facebook page facebook.com slash egg chasers uh, come along get your mates to come along we've looked at flights you can get return flights to madrid for, the, for that weekend 30 40 50, depending on what part of the country you're coming into 60 quid return yep. to madrid digs are cheap beer is cheap we'll be having the saturday watching i won't be drinking cheap beer though we'll, we'll <laughs> be having saturday watching six nations having a bit of a knees up together there are some egg chasers listeners based in madrid that are going to help us with a bit of hospitality and stuff as well and some local knowledge and then on the Sunday we'll have a live podcast which we'd love you to be part of and we will also go and watch Spain versus Germany in the tier 2 competition World Rugby know about this they followed our antics last time they're going to come and follow it again with some very very special things they've got planned very just you know let me emphasise this even more very special things from World Rugby So, uh, so, so watch out for that I can't wait for this. I can't wait. For Probably the best. The best part of it will be that Saturday watching the Six Nations games. Oh yeah. Well, it's both. Both. So last time the Saturday watching the Six Nations. Actually, game, the Sunday was awesome. The well. Sunday was amazing. So the live pod was brilliant fun, and everyone who came along, kind of who got involved, and brilliant atmosphere doing that. But then getting down to watch the game, have a few beers beforehand, mm. uh, and then watch what was. What was a very tense and very important game in that tournament because it was the deciding game of the tournament. Yeah, they actually gave the trophy to the wrong team. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They didn't even realise at the time. Yeah, and also there's a sort of appreciation that you're going to watch. Uh, it's not quite. It's not. I wouldn't call it grassroots as such, but there's an appreciation that there is more to rugby than just the Six Nations during the international window. Definitely. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So Good. details are on our Facebook page. Get thinking about the weekend of the 10th and 11th of March. Uh, we think you can do it on a budget and come and have an incredible time letting the boys play in Madrid. Mm. Lots of fun to be had. Come and join us. Um, right. I, I reckon maybe we should get into a bit of a quiz. Get the grey matter working. What do you reckon? Do you fancy it? Yeah, yeah, come on, Phil. Let's do this. Do I need to write things down? Yeah, write it down or get up I've got something. I've a notepad on my yeah, phone. Yeah, notepads. So, ten questions. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, ten questions. Ten questions. Ten? Most of them are... Most of them are in- relatively fast. Okay, good. With 
uh, but there are a couple. I'll decide where how fast I answer these. <laughs> where there's two or more good points game. available. Good games, quick game. Okay, so this is about the last couple of seasons, but also some historical stuff. Okay, on European rugby, so European club rugby, Heineken Cup, uh, European Champions Cup, and European Challenge Cup. So. First of all, which club has won the most Heineken Cup and or European Champions Cup? So not so it's the top tier. What's going on? <laughs> ah, well then. <laughs> Actually, I've, I've, I've got the music here, Tim. Have you? Uh, no, I don't. No. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so which club has won the most Heineken Cup and or European Champions Cup titles? So the top tier, not the, the second tier. Okay. Number two. In Glasgow's 43-0 demolition of Leicester in last season's pool game, mm-hmm. who was awarded the official man of the match? Was this at home? This was at Welford Road. Oh. Huh. Okay. Next. Question number three. The top two all-time try scorers in the Heineken and European Champions Cup have both played for the same club. Wh- which club? Read that again. So the top two all-time try scorers in the European oh. Champions Cup and Heineken Cup uh, have both played for the same club. Okay. Okay. Question four. Who won last season's European Rugby Challenge Cup? That's a really good question. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have got this wrong as well. Okay. Okay, question number five. Four of the top five players with the most appearances in the Heineken Cup and European Champions Cup good have God. played for the same club. Four out of the top five, all from one club. Four wow. out of the top five. Name that club. Okay, I reckon that's... I've got I'm any, having a nightmare here. I'm, because going, I've got, I'm going for that one. Defo, Defo, going for that club. I won't say 100%, but surely confident. it's got to be that one. It's I've, got to be. Yeah. Okay. Question number six. Name any of the teams that Exeter Chiefs will play Chiefs. In, this year's, <laughs> in this year's pool stages. Name what, sorry? Any of the teams that Exeter Chiefs will play in this year's <laughs> pool stages. You get a point for each. One point for each. You can only put three down. What? That's an outrage. <laughs> Just name 17 teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, 18, 19 teams. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Ridiculously, I'm actually working at their game this weekend and I can't remember who they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can. Oh, there's one team I can't quite. Who is he? This is so annoying. Okay. Oh. Okay. Question number seven. Yep. Other than England, France, Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and Italy, which two countries have clubs represented in this year's European Challenge Cup? Ooh. Next. <laughs> Is it ten points or ten questions? Ten questions, more than ten points. Okay, then. Da, 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 da. Question number eight. Da. The 2009 Heineken Cup final 
2009. Okay. Between Leicester and Leinster. Yeah. From the Leinster team that started that day, there are seven players still contracted to Leinster Rugby. Okay. Of the Leicester team, there is one player still contracted okay. as a player for Le- Leicester Tigers. I, say, Jordan, I thought it was going to be a trick and you were going to have Geordie Murphy. Na- name the player that start. Well, he played in the 22 uh, for Leicester that day, 2009, and he's still a contracted player at Leicester Tigers. Okay. Goodness me. I reckon I got that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Hmm. I'm confident on that one. I'm gonna JB- say I'm gonna say 94. <laughs> 94. Ooh. Yeah. That's very confident, mate. JB is less confident. What would you put your put your percentage at at the moment, Jay? Four percent. Four. And you've got nothing written down for it. Yeah, I've got two things written down. Two things written down. But for? it didn't stack up. So okay. We'll have to revisit it. Question number nine. Yep. The last five consecutive winners of the European Player of the Year title. Yep. Have all been English. However, only two of them have played for English clubs when they won. Name those two players. Read the question again. So the last five consecutive winners of the European Player of the Year yep. have all been English. Yep. So back from 2012. Yep. However, only two of those five were playing for English clubs when they won that title. Ooh. So name those. Yeah, because... Stefan Armitage Steph. got it at Toulon. Yeah. Yep. Benders got it at Claremont. Claremont. Wilco. Wilco, 2012. Yeah, Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah. So there's two there's others. Two more. Two others who were playing for an English club when they won it. Okay. Final question. Yep. The European Champions Cup final of 2007. Yes. Where Wasps beat Leicester Tigers. Okay. There was one Frenchman in the Wasps team. And it's not Tom French. <laughs> one French national, French passport holder, presumably, um, playing for Wasps that day. Who was it? I Which know. final? 2007. Okay, shall we um, go through the scores then? 2007 Heineken Cup final. Uh, you got something down, Tim? 2007, 2007 Frenchman. Um, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Well, give me, give me another quiz music I can use because I don't want to just blockbusters. Play blockbusters. Should we go for blockbusters for the answers? Yeah, go for it. Blockbusters. I need like an, a one-hour. <laughs> one-hour version of blockbusters. One hour. <laughs> blockbusters <laughs> repeat. We're not going to take that long. Do you know? I was having, uh, I was, I was having dinner in a, a rather swanky Man- Manchester restaurant, which had a piano. And they played the bo- the blockbusters music. The pianist was. I was like, "What is this? What is this tune?" <laughs> Which restaurant was that? It was um, one of. Oh, what's it called? Um, owned by the Australasia Group people. Uh, uh, Grill on the alley. Grill on the alley. Okay. Mm. You mm. you tartan for a free meal? You said you'll mention <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. Right then, question one. Okay, question number one: Which club has won the most? Top tier European titles. Toulouse. Toulouse. How many have they won? Four. Four. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Correct. Question number two. Who was man of the match when Glasgow demolished Leicester Tiger? There's no, a lot of Leicester losing in it this. Was their, it was their Italian winger and the one up at Glasgow. The, but I, I put Johnny Gray at the one at Welford Road. I put Tim Swinson. Four man of the matches in, um, uh, in a row. This, this, is, this is one of them. Tim Swinson is correct. Well Boom! <laughs> I know my Swinson facts. You, you're still hurting that he didn't make the Lions score. I can't believe it. It's an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> no so, 2-1 to JB. Next question. Just a quick Tim, Tim Swinson thing. you got four man of the matches in a row. But because uh, the TV crew didn't know, they just uh, awarded it to. Um, they awarded one of them to. Uh, what's his name? Fullback. Uh, Hog. 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 Hoggy. Yep. Right. Next one. <laughs> Poor Swinners. Okay, number three. The top two all time highest try scorers have both played for the same rugby club. What club? Right. Is it Vasson Clare? <laughs> the top two try scorers have played for the same club. They've both played for the same club? Is it Vasson Clair? I said, well, we're well, guessing the, the club, so the, not the players. You're guessing the club. Okay, all right, fine. So, so I said Toulon because I thought Ashton was one of them and he now plays for Toulon. He now has played for Toulon, so I said Toulon. I don't know who the other oh, player would be. That's a great one. But so, I said Toulon. I put Toulouse because I knew Vasson Clair played there. So you've named the two players. But they both played at Toulon. They now both play at Toulon. Oh, it's boom! Vincent Clare I did not. Yeah, Vincent Clare signed for Toulon <laughs> <Damn it>. this <laughs> year. <laughs> Woo! I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> to all. Uh, interestingly, they, interestingly, neither of them has actually played for Toulon in the European Champions Cup or Heineken Cup. Uh. But they are the two, top two, two scorers. Okay. I don't know who won the Challenge Cup last year. I I guess. guess. I just said Montpellier. I don't Stade know. Stade Francais won it. Correct. It was Stade, Stade Francais, wasn't it? Yes, it was. They beat Gloucester. So the the Next four year, uh, most at, um, capped Heineken Cup or U- European Champions Cup players. Yeah. All from one club, or four out of the five. Yep. It's got to be Munster. It's got to be Paulie. Donnacro Callahan, oh, Stringer. Amazing shout. I can't believe it. I didn't go with that. Who did you go for? Toulouse again. Toulouse is incorrect. Munster is correct. No. Who were the four? Uh, off the top of my head, Ogara. Paul, Ogara, Stringer, Paulie. Stringer, and... John Hayes. Oh, yes. They could yeah. be. Cool. Yeah, I, I think they've got, so yeah, they've got a, a, a lot in there. I like that music. All right, I'll, um, let me find a different one. What, what's it coming up with next? Oh, it's just suggested the next one. Let's see what it is. Gladiators! <laughs> <laughs> For an extra point, Phil, you got that one. You're the quickest. Okay, the teams that Exeter will play in this year's pool stage. Yeah, this Gl- is a little bit of a cheat I'll, on my I'll part. do one. Glasgow? Yes, got Glasgow. Correct. Ulster? No, Leinster. Oh, God damn. Correct. It was Ulster last year. Yeah. And Montpellier is the final one. 
Jay? Uh, Claremont. So, and I actually know the answer to this because I've been up to Glasgow and they told me and I remember such an yeah, idiot. Yeah, it's just that if I wasn't work, working this weekend, I, I, I'd be in a worse So um, Does that put me like two ahead? It does put you two ahead, 6-4. It's a joke. It's an absolute the joke. two nations that have clubs besides the usuals. Yeah, Romania and Russia. I put Russia and Spain. Uh, one point for Tim, two points for JB. Well done. So it's 7-6 now. One point game. Now, I, this Leicester player, I'm sure I've got this right. This is the 94% confident, so I'll let JB go first. Well, see, I was going to go with one of the Young's boys, but he had one of the Young's boys. Surely they have both of the Young's boys because they were there together. So then it leaves me with Dan Cole. But I'm going to go with Ben Young's. Is incorrect. No! Matt Smith. Incorrect as no! well. No! That was my I can tell not you. Not Tom Young's then. He started in the second row in the final. What? what? He's not normally a second row, but he started second row in the final. Don't know. Tom Croft. Oh. oh. Right, okay. So still a one-point <laughs> game. <laughs> three three points up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, so, the European Player of the Year winners. i got Maro and Billy. Tim? Uh, I put Maro and Faz. Maro... Is correct, one point each. Billy is incorrect, oh, no. but Faz is correct. No! So Tim takes an unassailable nine-seven lead. Boom! There's the last one, with F- Rafael Ibanez. Who've you got, Tim? Uh, Rafael Ibanez. Correct. God one point it. each. Ten yeah. points to eight. Tim Cocker wins. Just because BT, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was the difference. <laughs> oh, I feel ill. <laughs> oh, just on that, then I'll just uh, let me let me get up the pool tables, and I'll just we just like a very cursory look ahead. But I know we're going to do the fixtures in a little bit, but the tables just so um, just to refresh your memory, we've already talked about the Exeter one, and Exeter play Glasgow this weekend. Leinster play Montpellier. Pool one: Quinns, Stad, uh, sorry, La Rochelle, Ulster, and Wasps. Yeah, which doesn't look nearly as strong as it did. Yeah, a few with, months back, does it? With wasps, won two out of six in the league. Yeah, four on the bounce that they've lost. Yeah, so and it, Ulster uh, could be stronger, getting better in some. Uh, see his injury is worrying though. Yeah, it is another, another injury. Uh, uncertain. Jeez, I, I I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I, we were we were we were we were doing this once, mate. We did get we did get a couple of tweets from Rugby Podcast going. Um, fair play to Tim for calling a couple of years ago Jacob Stockdale as a as, uh, a, as one to watch, and uh, he has blossomed. He is class. He's brilliant. He's got a brilliant try. Him and Peter Tau linked up very yeah, well. Great. Uh, Paul uh, which two, which is the highlight of not a great game. In yeah, all yeah, it's true. Uh, Paul two, Claremont, Northampton, Ospreys, and Saracens, which again. Just Saracens and Claremont, like it just doesn't look as strong as it could be. North, well, Northampton actually a bit better, and Ospreys a bit. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, as o- you it's, were. it's Ospreys. Ospreys are Ospreys the, the bo- ones, a bottom of their conference. I know. Though. Yeah, unreal. Ospreys are the ones there that, if they were playing as they were two or three seasons ago, that would be a serious pool. No, I don't think it would actually because I don't think Ospreys have been good for a number of years. It's they've Cla- had a lot of stars, but they've never been. It's Claremont and Saracens. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, Claremont and Saracens. Uh, That's just a brutal game, which yeah. happens. happens every six weeks. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, where are the the teams going to emerge as the quarterfinal, as the um, 
best runners up. Uh, pool three, Exeter, Glasgow, Leinster, Montpellier, as we said. Pool four, Cast, Leicester, Munster, Racing. Cast, Munster. Leicester, what is it about Leicester and Racing? They yep, love each other, Munster. Bath, Benetton, Scarlets, Toulon. Bath, Benetton, Scarlets, Toulon. Yeah, it looks like that could be the one where the runner-up co- comes out of. You think so? And who's the winner? Who's the runner-up? I runner think up? Toulon win it, Scarlet's runner-up. I think you're probably right yeah, at the moment. I think it's um, The strongest pool there is actually the one we just spoke about. Leinster, Glasgow. Yeah. Two absolute dominating Exeter teams. Exeter and Montpellier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the I English agree. champs and Montpellier. Who Montpellier are quite with good. the 8, 9, 10. Ooh. Yeah, and some of the biggest backs. Playing, In World playing, Rugby. Yeah, playing the game at the moment. Um, yeah, I that is the the pool, and that is I think it's really tough to say who's going to come out of that. I don't think there's a classic pool of death this year, though. I mean, it's a very competitive pool, but it's not like when they had Saracens, Toulon. Um, well, that's the one, isn't it? Glasgow, the only unbeaten side. Yeah, still. Montpellier top in the league. Win. Montpellier top of the top fourteen. Leinster are Leinster in Europe, and Exeter second, champ, second English top champions, reigning champions. So that is the pool of death. It is. That's, that's quite that's carnage. It's quite yeah. It's got a very deathy feel about that one. Mm. I wouldn't like to predict who's going to come out of that. No, point. I wouldn't either. And actually, Exeter aren't they, that good in Europe. They've, they've still not quite mastered it. No, but they'll get, be getting better every year. Mm. And their team, their squad is getting a bit bigger and a bit more experienced. So they they should have some strong ambitions. Plus, Exeter is a difficult place for anyone to go and play. I can't see Montpellier doing particularly well. Going to Sandy Park on the road and going to Glasgow on a Friday night. So it's all you win your home games. If you can score some good points on your home games, if you can win one away game in that pool, you can top it. Best game. What's going to be the best game game of this weekend? Let's have a look then. Do you want to get into the fixtures for for this weekend? Well, what else is on our um, agenda? So we talked about Marla. We talked about Webb. We've run through most of the games this weekend. Uh, I've had a good old moan. Yeah, so that's standard. Yeah, we've got the cords cords out of the way. Thank God. <laughs> we, we haven't mentioned Saracens' demolition of Wasps, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but we, we, what's we, there to say? Wasps don't yeah, don't, we, don't we, have any players. We can rattle through some of these other uh, um, matches. Uh, well, uh, so go on. I'll tell you a couple of things I learned from that game. Uh, so Saracens was kind of exactly as expected. Yeah, they lost Faz to a, a calf knock. But Lazowski came in and bossed things. He was ace. Pack was brilliant. Backs looked dangerous. Nothing more to say there. And they were exceptionally clinical. Wasps, there's two things. So a couple of their young lads, the, those Willis boys who came in and play in like first starts or first off the bench for the for the younger one, they look very good. Or they look positive. There's some positive they com- take. They look competent. Uh, competent yeah. didn't they? Bassett played well. Um, besides oh, that... yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Well, just besides that, some of their big players, and Wasps have yep. got some very big-name players, and there were some very big-name players playing in that game who did not play well. So the, the three I'll mention are probably the three biggest players. Willie LaRue had Awful. a shocker. Elliot Daly did not play well at all. Nope. And James Haskell was... Anonymous for much of the game. I give the Hask a little bit of leeway because oh, I knew it would be the Hask <laughs> that got a bit of leeway. Well, be, well because like his job. I, call, I called this a couple of weeks ago. Said he's going to struggle. He's going to well, struggle. Well, no, he'll get back in the England team. He'll be back he in will, that England team because like his his job is hard work. You know, so you know, hitting rucks doesn't necessarily 
catch your eye too much. But look around. You were talking earlier about the pro- the the young English talent coming through. Look Crikey, at the yeah. look at the non young English talent that's already come through and is there and playing brilliantly in the Premiership. The young non English Mar- like like Mark Wilson, non young English prime no, no. age. Don Armand, the young prime age. Hang on, you got this wrong. The English non young talent, not the young non English talent. Well, Don Armand's non-English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's non-young and non-English. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> Willie the Real had one of the worst games that I've seen for a long time. Yeah. He was just dreadful. You could make one of those uh, Percy Montgomery negative highlight reels of that performance. 100%. <laughs> How do I, do that? I, might, I might actually do that. Um, what was it? Oh, there was something fundamental. Uh, yes. Josh Bassett um, was triggered you. So, I actually thought that Wasps did all right, considering. Because if you look at their back line, it was just, you know, when you're moving up your fullback Miller, your reserve fullback to your starting fly half, you've got problems, right? But he didn't do too badly. He wasn't great. We didn't do too too badly. Well, no, he did what you would expect second choice, uh, fifteen or third choice fullback to do against the best team in Europe. Yeah. So I had a thought. Right. Tell me how mental this thought um, this thought is, and we'll go from there. <laughs> if wasps are serious, right, about all the moaning and whinging. Uh, uh, um, about the Danny Cipriani injury in, in particular just ruining them because they can't have two born players and then that kind of knocks on because you've only got Gopeth there to pass the ball and then you know it's got all those other you know Wasps are then failing to adjust to their personnel to put them into the right sort of game plan why not start Rob Miller every week at 10 and Gopeth at 12 and it might just all the other it, way around yeah well, I'd say Gopeth is probably more. I think ten. That, I think Miller well, well, at ten. Well, they've not. would be better. That hasn't been an option up till now because the injuries have been so bad that Miller's had to play fullback because Vili Larue's been out, yeah. or Miller's had to play ten because Gopeth's out. So yeah. who knows? Maybe Die Young already had contemplated such a move. But because with Gopeth at twelve as well, it would take a bit of pressure off Miller, and he's played well. He'd just play a bit better, I guess. Yeah, and then he can at least go back to something which they were trying. Which, with limited success. Well, no, with a lot of success, actually. Well, last year had a huge amount of success. Yeah. It was phenomenal. So that's my two thoughts on uh, uh, two on Wasps. James Haskell, to give him credit, has come out and he said, I know I'm not playing well and I know it's going to be a tough ask to get back into that England squad. Um, I agree. For someone who only you know a year and a half ago was... World class, genuine played but you world be, class you've been Australia the, series. You've been predicting the downfall of James Haskell for four years now. No, I haven't been predicting the downfall. I've been saying I think he's quite a one-dimensional player. He's very, very good in that one dimension. But uh, I would like—I would prefer to see someone like. Um, well, I just think Chris, anyone, any well, anyone, lots of players. Mark, Mark Wilson and Don Armand, just two really good examples. Hmm. Who I think offer more. Than, but also do that industrious work. But uh, he he looks really off the pace, and it's um, and it's it's really hard when, I mean, you're, I, when you're not behind a big wasp platform and you don't have Nathan Hughes bashing holes. It's um, it exposes things even more and makes it even tougher for guys like Billy Larue and yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how serious the wasps injury list is. I mean, I know it's big. It is. But I don't know how long term it is. So when yeah, for instance, Nathan Hughes gets back, so on so forth. But but I fear we, for them. We know Sippers won't be back this side of Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I could, I couldn't, I think they would struggle against Worcester. It'd be an interesting game on on current form. Yeah, as in the last four games. They um, they've been away to Worcester already, haven't they? So uh, we're not, that was. Well, game, they tenth. That tenth. was game two. 
They might. They're in tenth position. So they've won after six games. They've two won games. two out of six. Yeah. yeah. So who's the, so yeah. Irish but let's remember where Exeter were this time last year. Yeah. True. They might lose no more than four games all season. Yeah. Unlikely. I, I can't see it on this current form, but yeah. Good test. Good test to die young, who's very highly regarded. So we we'll see. Mm. Uh, what what are the um, matches in in terms of the top fourteen? I mentioned Glasgow. Still unbeaten, pretty fantastic. We just we just lost the uh, uh, Facebook, yeah, Facebook live, live feed. Yeah, but you know, they've, they've watched it. it. It'll be fine. <laughs> is this a battery error? It is a battery error. Yeah. So it's a user error, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. What was your question? No, no, quite all right. So uh, yeah, enjoy most. This is the bonus. Sorry, we meant to do that. This is the bonus podcast only content we've yeah. got. Now. <laughs> How about Facebook? Not live? available on Facebook. This this stuff because it's so damn good. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, Glasgow still unbeaten. Um, oh, I, I don't know what I want to say about Pro 14. Actually, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I do want to say. So I think Pro 14, and I'm not a massive Pro 14 fan. I, I don't know if you know this. Is actually really interesting. Treviso won again. Yep. Albeit Southern Kings at home. A win is a win is a win. A win is a win is a win. Uh, that's, yeah, so, so, so I actually think right that the Italian teams have won as many games this year so far as they won all of last year. So I think you, yeah. So that, well, they're on five. And Zebre only them. just lost to Edinburgh yeah. by a point on Friday night. Zebre a good team, really good team. So but, but on Glasgow Academy. beating the Cheetahs in South Africa. Yeah, that was a good strong effort. Yeah. No, I think it's actually really interesting. I mean, the South African teams have seemed to have spiced things up quite quite a lot actually. Cheetahs are genuinely good. There's no two, two ways about that. Although they're terrible at Super Rugby, so that's interesting. So how good <laughs> is Super Rugby? Yeah, that's a bit. Is worried. Super Rugby really that that much better? It's a bit worrying, isn't it? But then I guess I think Cheetahs only played away from home once. Played Ulster. They first, played Ulster first week. They probably did two or three initially, and then they've had. I think they did Ulster and then flew back for three or four. Four. Because Five. they've played Ospreys at home. They played Leinster at home. They've played. Uh, someone else at home as well. Um, Ospreys and Connacht. Glasgow and Zebra. In Conference A, Ospreys and Connacht only have one win. Yep. Um, and in Conference B, Southern Kings have no wins. Everyone else has won at least two games out of six. Mm. So it's 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 still the familiar people towards the top. Glasgow, Munster, Scarlets, Ulster, Leinster. Mm. Yeah. Um, but... It's looking really good. And it's interesting, when you look at the Premiership, the Avicii Premiership as well, six games, I think, is a time when you can take stock a little bit and have a look. And I think when you look at the, the table, there's two teams that if you swapped them round, it's exactly where you'd probably expect. So if you swap Newcastle in fourth with Wasps in tenth, it would then read Saracens, Exeter, Northampton, Wasps, but it's Newcastle, Bath, Leicester, Quinns, Gloucester, Sale, then it would would be Newcastle, but it is Wasps, Irish, Worcester. So the table pretty much looks, as a lot of people might have predicted, maybe Northampton slightly higher than you would have thought. Yeah. But Newcastle and Wasps kind of traded places a little bit from where some people, the smart money may have been pre-season. Hmm. So I think I think we all did put Saracens and Exeter top two. Yeah. And we also put Worcester and London Irish as the bottom two. Yeah. And we did say kind of... Quinns, Gloucester, Sale... In between there, yeah. 
Like eight, to say eight, it would eight, be ninth, tenth, yeah, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. I, I definitely, definitely called wasps go, going backwards. Probably not to this extent though. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone did, but I think the, the as we've already said, the injuries does make a big difference. Right? Can we just but, but the worrying thing for wasps is 140 points scored. Yeah, that, bearing in that mind is genuinely worrying. The okay. firepower. Where do you stand on this chat about injuries at the moment? So. The chat I'm referring to is people saying the law changes or law variations have made it more dangerous, hence the epidemic, as it's been known, of injuries. Are the injuries... Uh, is it just that there's more high-profile names getting injured, or is it that there's more injuries? Well, I, I, I'm, not so are, sure, I'm not so sure there's more injuries, because this time last year, Bath were in an absolute... Yeah. Had a shocking injury list. Um... I think Leicester this time last year had a really bad injury list themselves. So the argument goes that the new law variations have added X amount of tackles to, to a game. 50 extra collisions per game yeah. was, was the figure that was muted by the Times. Yes. Now, And because of that, all these players are now getting injured. And I'm not sure I'd buy it. Well, Phil's a man of statistics and he will understand that, that, that there's a difference between... Cause, what's the one? Correlation. Correlation and causation. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so just because you say there's more injuries, oh, and there's also slightly different, there's, there's slightly more tackles, doesn't mean one is causing the other. Well, I'd also say, if we want to find out what a game with loads of tackles looks like, why don't we go and see what is happening in rugby league? Because you would know exactly if the injury rate goes up or down, because that's all they do is collisions. Well, yes, Sam Burgess went from making like 30 carries and 30 tackles a game to yeah half a dozen of each. Exactly. So I think... It's very unfortunate a lot of lads are going down. And maybe the game is just more physical full stop. But I don't believe it is the, the new rule variations because we've got a perfect te- uh, te- test case up the M62. Also, uh, how many of those extra injuries are as a result of the, quite rightly, concussion protocols which have been brought in and extended which wouldn't have been there five years ago? I don't know, is the answer. That, that is probably another very good point. Um, now... Have either of you seen, I'm guessing you've not, Andy, Mc, Andy McGeady's take on this? Uh, who's Andy McGeady? He is a sports writer. Okay. Does some stuff for the Irish Times, but quite vocal on Twitter. Very, very interesting writer. Yeah. He's done a, a, an in-depth analysis of this. Uh, he actually says early on in his piece that I'm kind of sceptical of the Times position that there are more collisions and there are more worse injury rates. Yeah. So he, he's pulled together a load of stats and he has shown that they're based on the first six games of the season, which is a very small amount and it's in better conditions, therefore you're going to get the ball in play more, you're going to get fewer mm. stoppages and so on. But there has been an increased number of uh, tackles and rooks, basically. Not, not to the tune of the full 50 that um, the Times are saying, but there's been a small number but like you said right on, off the bat Tim correlation and causation you can't necessarily want say one is leading to the other because it's working out at a very low percentage increase and that very low percentage increase is then spread across the 23 players who are making these additional tackles and carries and hitting rooks so it's it's the same as saying the average player is making one maybe two more collisions per game mm. How much? Do, so, your your average player can range from doing six to ten, well, less than ten to more than thirty in a single game. So, 
I, I just don't see how such a small uh, change in the, the statistics can significantly determine that. That's, that's something that... And also, uh, there's, uh, there's the kind of quantity... And when I say quality, I don't mean good or bad. I mean like the intensity, the physicality. So I would say, yeah, there's definitely more breakdowns and rucks, but there's a lot more uncontested rucks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Due to the law changes. Yeah, which aren't which which just a player arriving, standing over the ball, but not not having to take a hit to, to do anything. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I think a good point. I think I think there will always be more. The ball will be even playing more at the start of the season. But, you know, so, I think most of, a lot of this writing about player welfare is almost like to point out who cares more. So like, that's why there's so many <laughs> welfare um, articles because they're all jockeying for position for the grittiest article about how caring they are, and they all want to be the the guy who is the expose guy. Yeah. And it's just a bit boring now. I mean, uh, it's a dangerous game. I think the one statistical fact that is probably relevant here, which is indisputable, is players are bigger and stronger yes. and faster than they've ever been. Yeah, I mean, and, that, the... and that is the trend that has only gone in one direction and has a direct implication on how big the the actual contacts are and the likelihood of an injury, I would say. Yeah, and actually, I'd say more contacts will probably lead to smaller players eventually. Well, yeah. So well, I, more, I, more ball in playtime will yeah, lead to small in, smaller I, players. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, you, you're not going to determine that for like 15, 20 years, I, I don't think. But you will look back... And you might see a tipping point for some of the law changes, which meant that the ball was in play more often, to actually like a plateau of mm. player sizes mm. when it's not just necessarily bigger is better, but you need them to be big and fit and have the 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 endurance. So there must be Usain Bolt could run 100 meters once, but he couldn't do what say Christian Wade can do or Johnny May or someone like that. And do it over and over and over again in the in the 78th minute. If he needs to make a a break, do it that way. Johnny May, by the way, got to have that England eleven shirt. Oh, I've got a question for you. I think so, um, based based on form. Yeah, Johnny May six tries, six games. What is the record for consecutive for consecutive tries? Um, well, actually, just consecutive tries is one, but also consecutive tries from your debut. Debut. Ooh. Consecutive tries from debut. Yeah, I will go. Thomas Waldrum seven. Is this all leagues or is this a, a oh, well, top leagues? So just the Premiership in the top fourteen, please. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's not Thomas Waldrum there. I don't know. Is he on the side? Yeah, uh, it's got to be. Oh, you don't know? I thought you were going to tell us. <laughs> no, 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 it's a question. I, I want to know. Oh, it's a. Qu- <laughs> I want to know. Were the you expect a reverse me to, quiz? To know the answer? A reverse no, I quiz. Want the, I want the. I want the listeners to get back to oh, me. Okay. All right. <laughs> the way you were looking at me and Tim I thought you were going to tell us no no okay I do not know but if you can find out for me because there must be a record out there somewhere from yeah. the day of signing to whenever this craziness stops um, well I was going to mention something else then as we were de- debunking uh, rugby myths but I can't can't remember never mind so um, one thing I have just done is well uh, I, I would say Johnny May is confirming Phil's myth that he is consistently consistently <laughs> world class. Well, he wasn't consistently world class when Phil made the claim. <laughs> no, I said he was, but he's not playing in a team that is consistently uh, world class. Well, Leicester aren't even a consistently world class team. No, but Johnny May is. Oh, well, I want to give a little shout for uh, the the plucky London Irish getting that bonus point. That, that could be really important. Yeah, and I I thought. 40 minutes gone I thought London Irish were yeah. going to get beyond the end of a hiding 
And, and, and bearing in mind, world. I was playing you in fantasy rugby draft this week. When with you had George Ford in your team, I was very, very worried mm. that he was going <laughs> to have a monster weekend. Yeah, he did well, but not well enough. Is clearly. he captain now? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. He, was, he was yesterday. He, yeah. yeah, I can't imagine him being a, being a, a good captain. He's kind of the. Because he, he captained Bath too, and I assume that was some sort of like sympathy votes to try and make him stay. <laughs> well, I think you saw in the World Cup 2015 when he went over and he was right in the middle of that little with with Robshaw he was sort of the the more dominant yeah. louder voice when they were deciding whether to kick small. for the corner or kick for post I guess because he's small and because he's got quite boyish looks I don't consider him you know a very <laughs> you know like very leadery you know I, I like my leaders like Martin Johnson sort of thing yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand enormous and rugged yeah he's done nothing but rugby from the age of you know from basically basically probably conceived on a, on a rugby field right so <laughs> Or at least after a rugby social. Um, <laughs> so, like, he probably knows everything there is to know about the game, the strategy, and everything else. He will have seen so many brilliant leaders. Yeah. Like, yeah. if he's... Because I know as a kid he travelled with his dad. He's worked... Uh, he, he was, as a kid, round all the players that his dad was coaching. Yeah. So, And he's, what, he's 13 stone wet, and he, and he deals with big number eights like Nathan Hughes running at him. Yeah. Every day, so he's yeah. He might he might look like he's in a boy band, but mm, they are. He's got he's got a bit of something. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't captain Leicester Tigers e- easily. Yes, this uh, is true. And uh, Matt O'Connor just very you know at the end went, we're getting better. We're uh, not a bad footy team. Yeah, there's some stat about this is their best consecutive uh, group um, group of games that they've had since like 2014 or something. So they won their last four. Yeah, it's a weird league. Isn't this it? year is odd. It's yeah. the The only kind of consistency is the inconsistency of half the teams. Hmm. By the way, I've just because I was looking at the going to get to the fixtures. I just went to the BBC Sport website and the Rugby Union page. Okay, so Jamie George had an outstanding match. Uh, played very well. Scored a hat trick. Look at the picture BBC have picked of him. Could they pick a less flattering picture of Jamie George? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. He's not a bad-looking man, Jamie George, either. That's when it, when you're is, up close, he's not a bad-looking man. Yeah, that, that, is, is, that is a grisly picture. That is a horrific <laughs> picture. Oh, who were... I mean, don't get me wrong, he's, he's no Sean Maitland. <laughs> well, do you remember discussing, debating the uh, most handsome men in Saracens oh yeah who did we debate that with with um, Sean Maitland wasn't <laughs> no, it wasn't got some handsome chaps there, there in Lauren. that team oh was it yeah who, who did we go for Sean Maitland Ma- Maitland Scout Brits Marrow oh yeah hold on well, I wasn't part of this discussion <laughs> because um, you weren't in uh, in Philadelphia mate oh let's have a look I've got their player profiles here um, who did you go for so Scout Brits Maitland, Marrow was in there. Marrow is quite handsome, actually. Yeah, Marrow is handsome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's. I think I've seen him in the flesh as well. Alex yeah. Zazowski, part of your discussion? Uh, I don't the, think he was he's actually. Got some sort of boy bandy look kind of looks. No, I, I think Maitland pretty, pretty they're much. A, they're a funny looking bunch actually. When you look at all the, all the pictures, <laughs> like Callum Callum Clark, Callum Clark, very handsome. Yes, I was just going to say Callum Clark. Yeah. Looking at him now, yeah, yeah, chiseled like a proper granite jaw. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm going um, number what's, what's one. What's Marcello Bosch like? Bosch like oh, hang on. Oh. No, that's a different... So, you know, if he was, say, from Birmingham, 
right? <laughs> You'd say absolutely not. But when he's there sipping uh, what some, some sort of hard liquor, yeah, sat on a bar stool, sipping bourbon. Yeah, sipping bourbon, sat on a bar stool. Uh, with one side of him is Kieran Longbottom, but the other side is all-time world legend um, Schalt- Scout Burger, and they're watching the boxing. You're going to go eleven out of ten. Just, just scroll down that. They're, 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 they've got some. Um, Lazowski. They've got some players with distinguishing features. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put it like that. Lazowski should definitely be in the conversation. Definitely, hundred percent. You go in um, Maitland, Clark, Maitland Clark, Scout Brits. Lazowski and Marrow. Marrow, yeah. That's fab, it. Fab five. Right. Baz Barrington just misses out. Sorry, Next Baz. week, we'll be doing London Irish. <laughs> fittest players. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to chuck in something for the women, uh, for, the, for the girls yeah, as exactly. well. Although we appreciate it as well. Oh, go. absolutely. There we go. That's how we can involve our uh, other halves in the podcast. It's <laughs> been really important. Exactly. Can you pick the five hottest in this team, please? Well, uh, my, my wife loves uh, Morgan Power. Oh, yeah, she, she does. loves Anna Lee Halfpenny. Yeah, really, yeah. Really, really similar. Both, simil- uh, both very dissimilar to yourself. Yeah. Hmm. This is true. Very true. Yeah, she's got she's got a sweet um, a sweet spot for for uh, Louis Pickamoles as well. <laughs> <laughs> Your Tom voice, mate. Oh no. Uh, right, come on. Let's, let's right. actually do some fixtures. Games, right. games next week. So we're not going to do the Challenge Cup. Apologies if your team is in the Challenge Cup. I think that's we only will... right. If well, you, can, if you, if you can't be bothered to be good enough to get in the top six of your domestic league... Although, I will mention one Challenge Cup game, because I'll, I'll be going to it. Uh, to, to lose a coming to the Northwest. Oh, to How say, cool is that? That is quite cool. The winningest yeah. European rugby team yeah. of all time. Aristocracy in the AJ Bell. So, the only how game... Many people, how many people do you reckon will turn up for that? Oh, that'll be a lot, mate. How many were there at their last home game? It's quite a lot. Igno- ignoring what they say the official attendance is <laughs> no it felt like there was actually quite a few there That's to cool. be fair good, um, good. maybe 5,000 6,000 and also um, Bordeaux are doing quite well in the French League and they travel to NSI so that's another one I will watch out for we should mention the, the lower NSI, yeah. we should mention the the underdogs mm. there is also it, it's always good to get the Challenge Cup because you get a Thursday night game yes so Gloucester travel to Pau Pow, 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 pow. Who are section Palois? Or That's pow. Pow. Oh, that is pow. I love it pow. when the French when French clubs have names which you don't realise. I know. It's cool, isn't it? Uh, right, go on. So. Right. Let's get into it. So, f- Friday night. Yeah. My proud Ulsterman. Have you Freud. D- have you started a, a oh, game Oh, I'm working of the week this bit? game. As well. I'm working this game, Phil. Are you? Yeah. Over at the Kingspan? Yeah, I'm at the King... I'm at, the, I'm at Ravenhill. Hmm. Uh, you should... The Kingspan, mate. Kingspan, Ravenhill. Um, have you decided a game of the week before for the end? Yes. Okay, just done it. Go. Yeah, yeah I've just done it in my head as well. I'm probably better with the same one. There's two on Saturday afternoon that will be very interesting. But anyway, so let's go through them. So Ulster host Wasps. Now, I'm medium confident with this, particularly given how Wasps played this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think we can do it. I think Stockers will be running a few tries. I think um, I was off my Wasps prediction by one point. What did you say? I think, uh, well, what did it finish? So I, I was off by, I said 20 How points. How was your Cell Sharks prediction? I said 20 points as well, yeah. How was your Cell Sharks prediction? Wasn't, wasn't it, weren't they going <laughs> to hammer Quinns? Well, you know, if it wasn't for the magic of the two halfbacks, they would have given them a, a bit of a bloody nose, but it happens. So I'm going to say Ulster are going to win this by a converted try, seven points. Um, I think Ulster are going to hammer them, actually. 
Um, away at Ravenhill, Ulster playing well, Wasps playing terribly. We don't seem to hammer anyone though. I don't think Ulster will hammer them. Never hammer anyone. Gopeth will be back in. Nathan Hughes will be back in. If Nathan uh, Hughes is in, you've got wasps, wasps have a chance. Otherwise, they're going to be. How far scores. is. I need to. senses. Lava Balavu, how far is he off? Anyway. Don't know. Uh, anyway, so I think it will be Ulster by a few points, not, not many. Five. Fing- fingers crossed. Then. So. Should we do this in pool order rather than chronological order? D- don't so, mind. That was pool one. Also in pool one, 5 30 kickoff. Quinn's host, Atlantique, Stad. Rochelle. Rochelle. La Rochelle. La Rochelle. Uh, Quinns will win because French teams don't travel. Okay. La Rochelle doing some good things. They beat someone good this week. They beat a lot of people good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Quinns, <coughs> Quinns at home. Is Ryan Lamb starting fly half still? Um, uh, no idea. No, it was Brock James. Uh, the game yeah. How do you know that? Did you watch I, it? I, no, I looked... Uh, <laughs> some point recently some of the rugby I've tried to absorb this weekend included me acknowledging that Brock James started at, for La Rochelle wow but I can't remember who they played <laughs> okay so Quinn's at home uh, yes Quinn's at home oh Dimitri Kachikelis would have liked to have played that anyway yeah pool two uh, so pool two both we, on Sunday we jumped to Sunday I've gotten down both listed as 5.30 on Sunday but I'm sure that's not right but anyway, Saracens travel to Franklin's Gardens to face Northampton Saints, which I think will be a Saracens win. Mm-hmm. And Ospreys host Clermont, which I think will be a Clermont win. Agreed. Agreed. Um, pool three. Now, Tim, is your game of the week coming out of pool three? Yeah. Interesting. Is it the earlier or the latter game? The latter one for me. Okay. I can go. I can definitely get on board for that. Yeah. Right, um, well. So, the one o'clock kickoff. The one o'clock kickoff. Leinster host Montpellier. Wow. Um, which in itself could be a game of the week. What yes. a great game. Well, I don't know. Why don't we do both of them as a yeah? Pool of the week. Pool, yeah. pool, of, pool, of, the pool week. of the week. Here you go. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> With LeoVegas.com, you could get. We're very proud to have Leo Vegas as our sponsors of the Egg Chasers podcast and we're definitely recommending them to you for the brilliant rugby offers they have. Not just rugby, they do other sports as well, but they love their rugby. As you'll see on the on the back of Leicester Tigers shorts when Leicester play Racing 92 this weekend, uh, they sponsor Leicester Tigers, they sponsor Egg Chasers, so they clearly know what they're doing when it comes to rugby. You can trust them to give you good deals, good offers, good options and all the rest of it to make the weekend a little bit better, have a little bit of a flutter. So... Our poll of the week is poll three in the European Rugby Champions Cup. One o'clock kickoff. Leinster Montpellier, as we mentioned. Tasty. Very, very tasty. Um, I just think that Montpellier are going to be too massive for most teams. So, Leinster... So, I'm just thinking back. Leinster travelled to Clermont last year. <coughs> or certainly played Clermont in France in the semi-final, didn't they? Mm. Um, and I'm not sure the size of Clermont was what did it for them. 
it was more the the intensity that Claremont had in that first half. Sorry, I said Montpellier. I meant Cla- uh, I meant Claremont. Yeah. Um, well, yes. No, that's good. Yeah. So this is Leinster Montpellier. Yeah. But that game was Leinster Claremont. Oh right, right. Okay. So you you did say Montpellier and you did mean Montpellier. Good. They um, they, they have a front five that are international class. Montpellier, which will handle Montpellier. Oh, uh, Leinster. Leinster. They've got. An international in virtually every position. Yeah, yeah. If you're massive and you're org- and you're organised, you're incredibly hard to stop. Incredibly hard. Um, <sighs> Leinster at home. For it's me. so hard to say, isn't it? Because Leinster can score points, and and that's the thing. And so, John, Johnny Sexton's become the the most the the biggest point scorer of all time for for Leinster. Mm. Over the weekend, I, I they did lose to cheaters away, but uh, just at home, Leinster at home, and it was Europe. All they care about is Europe. They yeah. don't really care about the Pro Fourteen. <laughs> no, not really. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Montpellier by five. So I can say Montpellier. They're currently sitting third, actually, in the top fourteen, but um, behind Lyon and uh, Toulouse. But they have scored comfortably the most points in the league, so that will be interesting. Uh, but like Tim said, Leinster have got quality, so international quality right throughout that team. They're very experienced of playing together, and because of the top, because of the Pro Fourteen, they are able to rest some of their players. I mean, I don't know who's starting for them and who's playing at the moment, but I know some some of the names. I mean, they only need to get over your game line a couple of times, and they're going to cause havoc. And some people like Pickamoles, uh, they've got um, the enormous winger what's his name Namani Nadolo yeah uh, yeah. then the halfbacks are absolutely absolute quality that is possibly the one area I would say about Leinster that, that I'm not completely convinced is their their wing area they've got lots of promising players coming through guys like Adam Byrne but I don't actually think they're that they're that kind of finishing if it comes down to needing to yeah. take that one chance when it's on offer I'm not sure Leinster are as good as they have been in the past yeah Fergus McFadden Barry Daly Adam Byrne I don't know. Yeah. Probably might, a point there, mate. I think you're probably right on that point. I just think they'll have enough. I, I think they probably will. So they change keep, Montpellier by seven. And they're playing me, Joey Carberry at fullback a lot, aren't they? Yeah. Who's who's a handy fullback. Yeah. So give me Leinster at home. By Agreed. Th- by three. Okay, next game? Is the other pool three game. Tasty. At 7.45, Exeter host Glasgow. Oh. <laughs> so Glasgow unbeaten in the Pro 14 only unbeaten team in Europe but it's a hobby league right yeah so they've <laughs> got to go so one second no no, no it's, it's now the holiday league <laughs> <laughs> so Glasgow they just played the Cheetahs didn't they yeah in South Africa oh that's a great point so so they'll be travelling <coughs> travelling back <coughs> over the weekend a holiday league away weekend yeah, so that's not going to be good for them. So they'll spend they will have spent three days travelling in yep. the last week, and then have to travel down to Exeter, which is not the easiest place to get to. Uh, give me Exeter at home. Glasgow to lose their first game this season. Yeah, I tend to think Exeter as well at home. Damn, damn good team. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, actually. Hold on. This can't. This must be a mistake on the team sheet that I'm looking at. It has Adam Hastings listed as number eight for Glasgow. 
Adam Hastings, the fly half who played at Bath. <laughs> well, according to that, unless there's a different Adam Hastings, um, that must be wrong. It's, bit, oh, it's BBC in it. They don't know the rugby. Oh, they. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think right. maybe they're playing him like a uh, like a rugby league hooker. <laughs> that would make sense. Uh, let me just have a look at the the team sheet I've got. No, Adam Ash played number eight. Uh, that, yep, that would be more likely. Well, it's got three of the same letters. Ash is A, a- S, and H are, are in Hastings, so you can <laughs> easy mistake to make. They just added tings to it. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, I think Exeter at home, not by a lot, but I, I cannot wait for this, this game. It'll be a brilliant game because both teams. So they've got very good, well-drilled packs and they both want to play rugby. They play fairly similar in a lot of ways. I mean, I think Glasgow are a little bit more attacking. They tend, they'll attack from basically any, anywhere. Secret to that is is the quality of their ruck. But Exeter are a fantastic rucking team. I mean, their basics are so, so good. If you want to get the ball off a team, probably the hardest one to do it against is, um, is Exeter. So I expect there's going to be a huge amount of possession in big blocks to both teams. Oh, I can't wait for that. Hmm. Uh, having said that, Exeter in a high-scoring game by uh, three. Yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, one. Exeter by five. I think. Tim, we're all going for the Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs to your Chiefs. Um, then on to Pool Four. Uh-huh. There's Racing hosting Leicester at quarter past three on Saturday. Give me Leicester. In Paris? Yeah. How are Racing Ooh. getting on? Uh, they are, I'll tell you now, French top 14. Mid-table. Yeah. Uh, they're eight, 8 out of 14. They've... Uh, some home games and lost some away games? I mean, yeah. yeah. They've scored... I mean, they're basically a bunch of uh, drunken charlatans. Uh, <laughs> I, I expect the Tigers to be able to go over there and do something if they're serious. They got pumped there last year. Yeah, when Racing had nothing to play for as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I think Racing. Racing at home. I think Racing at home just, but that's going to be close as well. Yeah. Oh, some really tasty matchups. Next one. Uh, so the other Pool Four game is on Sunday afternoon, and it's Cast against Munster. Munster travel to Cast. No idea. So, I think Munster can do this. Perhaps I haven't. I don't know anything about Cast. So they've they are eleventh at the moment in the top fourteen. Won two out of seven games. Lost to breathe at the weekend away. Beat so, Claremont at home last weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. That's an interesting <coughs> result. So. I feel like treason, mate. Bang <coughs> <coughs> you. Well, I'll get off topic a minute. Yeah. Anyone else think it was like right? Take politics off the table. It's like it's someone coughing. Like giving someone so much stick for coughing, I thought was a bit ridiculous. Uh, I'm I'm glad you feel that way at the moment, Tim. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, but we're not giving you any stick. Yes, exactly. Was Erdi Paletta? Who did he used to play for? Uh, R- River Plate. Huh? I don't know, mate. Erdi Paletta. Erdi Paletta. Is he an Argentinian? Like, sounds he, like an Argentine. He's cast fly half. Oh, right. Yeah, they hammered. Who did he play for? Then? Oh, Greg Laidlaw played in that game. Is he going to be playing for Claremont this weekend? Maybe. Uh, presumably, if Paris fit, he'll start. You think? Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, give me Munster. Yeah. Uh, and then the final pool, pool five, Bath host Benetton, uh, half five on. How much Saturday. would you love 
Benetton to win this. <laughs> I mean, how much would it? I would just love it. Well, we should keep a little tally. How did it go? The the Avicii V Pro 14. We should keep a little tally going. Oh yeah, we did have it. Just on those two. In fact, year. we could we could in fact Phil start a little spreadsheet. We'll do uh yeah. We'll do Avicii versus Pro 14. Avicii versus Top 14. Pro 14 versus Top 14. Yes. Excellent. Um, yeah. I'm my. I'm thinking that Bath switch off because they don't <laughs> think Benetton are up so much. Injuries taking its toll any anyway. They don't want to risk any more senior players. They put out basically some, some academy boys and Benetton spanked them. <laughs> Anyone disagree with that? Uh, if it was in Italy, I could probably go with that, but it's Bath at home, isn't it? Even better. I think Bath will... I think Bath might get a bit of a shock. I don't think they'll get that much of a shock. Bath by 30. Yeah, Bath, Bath are going to win it's relatively comfortable. Okay. Uh, it was a bad knock, wasn't it? Yeah. It d- didn't look good. Yeah, he got his head in the wrong place with the... Uh... Yeah. So we're all saying Bath. Mm. Final game. Toulon hosting Scarlets. Toulon hosting Scarlets. Well, okay, so I always usually have said this is going to be an absolute hiding and Scarlets will get the beatdown of their life. I don't think that this is the case. Nope. I think Scarlets... They're away at Toulon, yeah? Yeah. I... Now, given that they went over to Leinster in the semi-final last year, semi-final of the, the league, mm. and won fairly comfortably, I don't think they should have, have anything to to. And also, when is the last time that about... Toulon played against such an attacking team? They play in the top 14. Yeah, very rarely. I, I'm going to go an upset here. I think Scarlet's will win it. So I think Toulon will grind out a victory. I think they will be shocked at, on a couple of occasions, mostly by Steph Evans. Yes. Who? Exactly. We'll soon find out, boys. <laughs> yeah. No, they will never have heard of Steph Evans, and he'll put put uh, a few tries on him. I think Toulon at home. Yeah, give me Toulon just in probably a quite high scoring game. What's the, what's what teams are turning out for Toulon at the minute? You said Vincent Clerc is there. He's not starting though, is he? Uh, he started is some of the early games this season. Uh, thing is, there Luke McAllister's there. Uh, obviously, Bastaro and Nonu. They got this. Is he? Is it Bello? This young French fly half, who's been playing? Mm. Mm. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't know, mate. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm just going to go with a with a Scarlet's win. Scarlet's win. Okay. Wow. Right, okay, that's it. Right, nice one. Uh, Facebook page for the tour to Spain. That's and, and, and to watch the video. Yeah. So this is what you've got to do, okay? And you have to do this. You've got to go onto um, the Facebook page, register your interest. We've got a couple of venues, which I have decided, decided upon, all of varying sizes. So I need to get a, a, a gauge of how many people exactly want to come. We want to be way, way bigger than the Romania trip. So get on that Facebook page, register your interest, and there'll be tickets available very, very soon. I wish we could tell people what the special <clears throat> surprise is, that, um, but we can't, no. Yes, and it might be more than one special surprise. It might be multiple special surprises. Ooh. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, you'll be there for it all if so you bring bring yourself to Madrid. Facebook.com slash Egg Chasers. <coughs> uh, find out the information there on the little event we've got set up. And, uh, yeah, follow, share, tell your mates, and let the boys play. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.